Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Acts 13, actually in the middle of Paul responding. If you remember, uh, he and Barnabas went to a city, and when they got there, it was uh, the Sabbath day came. And so they went to the synagogue, and there was a reading from the law, and there was a reading from the prophets. In other words, they were going about doing their service as they did. And then the synagogue official says, hey, guys, uh, do y'all have anything you'd like to say, a word of exhortation? Notice they defined it as a word of exhortation. They didn't want them just to gripe and complain and say anything about something. Do you have a word of exhortation from the Lord? And then Paul stood up and he motioned with his hands, and he's motioning to the Jewish men, and he's motioning to those who fear God, which would be the Greek God-fearers. And he said this. Let me start at verse 17 again. We've already covered four of these verses. Then we'll press on. Paul says this. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers, and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it. For a period of about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. When he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. So we stopped right there in a the previous episode. So uh, Paul is given a very, very quick historical synopsis of the people. He's letting, reminding them of who they are, the Jewish people, what they'd come from, what God had done in his life, also communicating to them that he knew this. He knows all this. So let's continue on verse 22 of Acts 13. After God had removed him, that is King Saul, God raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. And so he's actually quoting some out of the scripture now. He's quoting out of uh, the account of First Samuel, then out of Psalm 89. And so he's letting them know that he knows the scripture, but he's telling them about David. And he's saying, God is the one who raised up King David. God is the one that says, I have found David, and that David is a man after my own heart. Now watch this. The next verse, verse 23, Paul cuts to the very thing he wants to get to, and he does it sort of early in his uh, little talk right here. Verse 23, from the descendants of this man, that's King David, According to promise, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. Let me stop in the middle of the sentence here. So he goes right to the point. He says, from the descendants of David, King David, according to promise, God had promised this, that there would be a Savior, a Messiah, a Christos, an anointed one that would come from the line of David. And he tells them point blank. From the line of David has come the one. God has brought to Israel a Savior. And then he names him by name, Jesus. Hebrew name, Joshua. But not just any Jesus. It would have been a somewhat common name. Verse 24 defines it. 
after John had proclaimed before his coming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. So Paul is telling them, hey, you know this stuff that you've heard about? We've already seen this in Acts, how people had heard of all that had happened with John, that they'd heard about what had happened with this one called Jesus. He's saying this, that this Jesus is the Savior of the world, and it's the Jesus that John had proclaimed before Jesus is coming. Remember, John had proclaimed the baptism of repentance to all people of Israel. He's telling them this. He's reminding them of this. Verse 25, and while John was completing his course, he kept saying, what do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but behold, one is coming after me, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. So here, Saul, Paul, been known Paul for the balance of time now, is telling him, this is what John was proclaiming. And John ran a course. He ran the course because he was the one that proclaimed the coming of Messiah prior to Messiah coming. And John, he said, what did John say? He says, hey, do you suppose that I'm the Messiah? No, 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 no. There's one coming after me that I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. Paul continues on verse 26. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family, and those among you who fear God, to us, the message of this salvation has been sent. So again, he reiterates who he's talking to right here. He said, hey, you of Abraham, hey, you who fear God. Remember how he started. He said, listen to me, listen to me. So he's saying it now again. To us, this message of salvation has been sent. Well, what message of salvation? Well, the message of salvation that Jesus is the Savior. He's the Messiah. Verse 27, he continues on. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him, that's Jesus, nor the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. They had just read the prophets. He said those that do exactly what we've been doing, they wound up fulfilling the prophets when they condemned him. Verse 28, and though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. When they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. So Paul is tying together what happened with Jesus, with him being falsely accused, with him being executed, with him being taken off the cross, with him being buried. Verse 30, but God raised him from the dead. He's tying it to Jesus, and he's tying it to the prophetic word that they had just read. And he's saying, you know what? We are witnesses, witnesses of this, that that which the prophets have spoken hundreds of years before, that we have read our entire life, has come to fruition. Watch how he says it. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. So Paul continues, verse 32, And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children 
in that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm. You are my son, today I have begotten you. So now he's tying in more scripture, tying in the Davidic Psalm, verse 34. As for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Isaiah 55 talks about how uh, his body is not going to be allowed to decay. Okay. Also, a psalm talks about the Psalm 16. Therefore, he also said in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. So what is Paul doing? He's sitting there quoting these scriptures out of the prophets, some of them the prophetic word out of Isaiah, some of them the prophetic word of David when he's writing a psalm, talking about how God's not going to allow his son to undergo decay. He's not going to allow his son to be permanently dead. He's going to raise him from the dead. And he's saying this, we are here testifying to you as witnesses before you that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And the fact that he's raised from the dead verifies that he is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Well, I wonder how they're going to respond. I mean, we, well, we're out of time. We'll have to look at the next episode. You know, but quite often we, we've seen what the response is. They, they run them out of town. They do this, do that. I wonder what's going to happen here. We'll see you the next time. <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.